Back to throw Garoppolo under some pressure. He is brought down by Quinn and Williams. That is great sideline work by Davidson Crowder. That's an incredible interception by Marcus May. For the second straight year, the Jets get set to welcome in the Raiders to MetLife Stadium, once again looking to defeat the Silver and Black. And welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Numbers Game. Dan Grasso with you. As always, joined by my co-host from the NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland. Cynthia, I hope Thanksgiving was well for you and your family. How are you? I'm still full. How about you? Oh, still full, of course. The gift that keeps on giving, as they always say. And the gift that we have is another week of football here for the New York Jets as they will take on the Las Vegas Raiders for the first time at MetLife Stadium. But before we look ahead, we always have to look back here and we'll rewind and look at a 20-3 setback to the Miami Dolphins a week ago, dropping the Jets to 0-11. Had some opportunities, especially offensively, Cynthia, in the first half of the game, moving the football, but 0-3 in the red zone on the afternoon and just couldn't quite cash in on those opportunities. Yeah, it was kind of a disappointing red zone performance. It looked strong to begin the game. That first drive had a, re- a lot of really nice aspects to it. But ultimately, especially when it came from points potentially earned off of turnovers, the offense and the defense didn't complement each other as well as the Jets fans would hope. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned the turnovers, right? In the third quarter, the Jet defense forces back-to-back takeaways. They force fumbles. And then offensively, both times, they only could mu- they couldn't even muster a first down on either one of those subsequent possessions. So that ultimately came back to bite them here. Sam Darnold made his return to the lineup after missing the last two games. With an injured shoulder, he was 16 to 27, 197 yards, but he did have those two interceptions in the second half. And for whatever reason, Cynthia, the Miami Dolphins have turned into the kryptonite for Sam Darnold. He's now one and four in his career against the Fish, four touchdowns, 10 career interceptions. Well, look, I don't always like these, you know, kryptonite statistics because every year it's a different team, every year it's a different scheme. So for me in this one, This is more about the fact that the Dolphins defense is a lot better this season than we've seen them be in past seasons. So this one's not so much on kryptonite as it is to me that they have pretty good corners. Jets also played without two of their starting offensive linemen, George Fant and Alex Lewis didn't play in this one. So Pat Elfline and Connor McDermott filled in capably for them. And once again, Makai Becton rock solid at the left tackle position, just continuing to impress here in his rookie season in the NFL. So I love this pick from a draft standpoint because it's not always sexy to pick the lineman. However, if you ask the quarterback in the past two games if they're happy that he's been there, the answer is yes, as he surrendered just one pressure. And it was a hurry, not even a sack, over the past two games. When he's healthy in the lineup, he is a big game changer, going to be a great Jet for years to come. And starting to get a lot of love, too, around the country. Doing well in that Pro Bowl voting, too, at the left tackle position. So hopefully the fans keep showing Makai the love as far as that's concerned. As far as the running game mattered, Cynthia, Frank Gore, 16th season, just keeps on trucking along against Miami. He had 18 carries for a season-high 74 yards, led all running backs with 32 snaps in the ballgame. Just an ageless wonder back there for the future Hall of Famer. There's so many good things to say about Frank Gore. And if you look in this game, his reliability, the fact that they could count on him, the fact that all of the quarterbacks he's ever played with, Sam Darnold included, you can see that trust, that chemistry is immediately there. So there's so many great things about Frank Gore. Yes, for sure. First ballot Hall of Famer when he eventually retires in 2050.
2015. So he still just has a few more years left to play in the National Football League. His son may get a shot at the NFL, and he might be retired when Frank is still playing in this league. It's incredible what he still continues to do, and that's why he's ultimately going to be enshrined in Canton, Ohio. Let's move on to the pass catchers here for a second, because a couple in particular, Brashad Perryman and Denzel Mims, both played 95% of the snaps in the Miami game. Each had a team high eight targets. Both caught four catches in the ball game here. And we talk about this term a lot, you and I do, catch radius. I think both of these guys epitomize that when you look at the size and you look at the strength in which they go up there and attack the football. Absolutely. So the opportunity to catch a ball that is potentially not thrown perfectly is one of the ways that receivers really help their quarterback. Now, we've seen Sam Darnold be injured this season, so he hasn't had as much time to gel with the receivers as other re quarterbacks have in their season if they played all of the games. It's just the way that it goes. So when you have receivers that are able to make grabs that are more than three feet away from them, think about it. They're about six feet tall. Your arm's about three feet long. So think about it. They're more than their arm distance away. That is always incredibly helpful. And we did see that. You could see it visually, and you could measure it with computer vision and all the next-gen staff. All right, let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball here. And they registered four sacks of Ryan Fitzpatrick in this football game here. And once again, I know we say it a lot when we do these shows, but Quinnen Williams really balled out, I think, in this football game. One and a half sacks. He's got five on the season that leads the team, but three hits on the quarterback, seven tackles, led defensive lineman with 73% of the snaps played in this football game. Year number two, Cynthia, this is the epitome of a guy who has taken his game to another level when you're talking about number 95. Sure, and not just in the passing game, but also in the run-stopping game. He's been just a wrecker. People don't get by him, and that is extremely important, especially considering where he lines up along the defensive line, right? The closer to the middle you are, the more you're protecting those A-gaps, the ones closer to the center. So for me in this one, when you watch Quinnen Williams and you watch his development, I'm not going to say he's actually in his second season because he hasn't played enough snaps. He was injured. So the trajectory is really great considering how few snaps overall he's played. So yes, it's his second season, but I think once you see him next year, he's going to take a great leap forward as well. You're going to see him and Mikai Becton. So the trenches are going to be a really big source of strength next season for the Jets. It's where games are won and lost. That's a great point you make about Quinn and two. People forget, you know, he was limited by that high ankle sprain early on in his rookie season, missed a couple of games and tried to play through it. Maybe wasn't at 100% here. But now that he's healthy, now that he's out there, you just see what type of terror he can be along that defensive line. Five guys on the defense, Cynthia, played every snap in the Dolphin game, 71 total. You had Neville Hewitt, Marcus May, and then the three rooks, Ashton Davis, Lamar Jackson, and Bryce Hall. In particular, another fella at the linebacker position, Harvey Longy, who's really done a nice job, played 90% of the snaps. He's been a starter for the last three games. And why is that important? Well, last three times out, he's made 29 tackles. He had the fumble recovery in the Dolphin game. And when you look at production at the linebacker position in just the last three weeks in particular, his name is right up there with everybody else's in the NFL. He actually ranks fourth in the NFL, so 9.6 tackles per game. That's a great number, super encouraging. Think about it. The modern game is played between the tackles. The more you can have a sure tackling linebacker, a sure tackling middle-of-the-field defense, the better off you are. It serves as a good lesson, too, really, for anybody. You take advantage of the opportunities that are given to you. Injuries happen. Longy's gotten his chance, and I'm sure a lot of fans know just about what he had to overcome personally. You know, he and his wife were involved in a really nasty car accident a few years back, so it's really nice to see that not only is he healthy and he's thriving, but now he's having an opportunity to contribute and make some plays here for this Jets football team. 
Bryce Hall, we mentioned his name, the rookie corner, started his second game against Miami. Six tackles, one pass breakup. You're starting to see glimpses here of a guy who might be a permanent solution at one of those cornerback positions. Yeah, the cornerback position is not a source of strength right now for the Jets. So opportunity to grow going forward, making a solid statement this season will help because as free agency approaches, as the draft approaches, that's going to be an area of concern. So if you want to really keep it going, you got to keep it strong. And he's showing that. I also think, and again, low key, not necessarily something you, you notice because you see corners, you think the passing game. Well, it is a team effort to stop the run as well. And if you look to see how well the Jets have been doing over the past four games at stopping the run, 3.05 yards per rush allowed. That's tied for first in the NFL from weeks eight to 12. Of course, it's only four games for the Jets because of the bye, but that's still a very, very strong indicator. And it's not just the front that's doing that. It's also the entire scheme that works together to stop the run. That's a good point you make too, right? When you look at it collectively with a little bit bigger sample size with the four weeks, because last week's game against Miami, yes, the Dolphins ran for, I think it was 104 yards in this football game. Those numbers could get skewed a little bit because you're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, who we know he's a mobile quarterback. And there were a couple of occasions where he broke the pocket, gained some rushing yardage. But if you take those numbers out of the mix, Jets had that number down below the four yards per carry, which I think any coach, any team would certainly be satisfied with there. All right, so that's enough about last week's game. When we return here on the numbers game, we're going to look ahead to this week's opponent. That would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Stick around for more numbers game. Welcome to Bet365, the world's favorite sports book. You can bet on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, MMA, and soccer. You can even make a bet while the game is still being played. Yes, you can. But here's the best part. Bet365 is now available in New Jersey. Bet365, the world's favorite sports book, now in New Jersey. And welcome back to the numbers game. Dan Grasso alongside Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. And Cynthia, let's look at the opponent here coming up for the New York Jets. It'll be the Las Vegas Raiders who check in with a 6-5 and five record. And the record is a little bit deceiving here because, yes, they've lost back-to-back -back games, but that was on the heels of a three-game winning streak. And if you look at some of their wins this season, well, they knocked off the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead delivering the only loss of the year to the defending world champs. They also have beaten the New Orleans Saints at one of two losses that the Saints have had so far this season. So the Jets know that they are going to be in for a dogfight against what promises to be a very ornery silver and black football team. <laughs> We've seen good silver and black, and we've also seen the opposite of that. So it depends on which team we're going to see this week because both indicators, they have indicators going both ways. So it's kind of high risk, high reward on both their offense and their defense. And sure, it paid off against the Chiefs and the Saints, but it also, that was kind of a confounding loss last week against the Falcons, whose defense did not particularly look like one who we would imagine only holding them to six points. So it's, it, I don't know which team we're going to see, but there's lots of numbers to kind of like determine what we could see. Yeah, the Raider defense has allowed 78 points in the last two weeks. You mentioned the Falcons game last week, 43-6 to six setback. Raiders turned the ball over five times. They committed 11 penalties for 141 yards. Penalties and Raider football seem to go hand-in-hand hand going back to the glory years even in the 60s and the 70s. You know, just that Al Davis, just win baby type of mentality there. 
But specifically with that game last week, I mean, that was as bad statistically as we've seen the Raiders really this season. Yeah, so fewest in terms of points scored at six. Fewest in terms of total yards at 243. Fewest in terms of rush yards at 40. That one's kind of the, put that one as the predictive as opposed to just the descriptive statistic there. And then the five giveaways, that was more than they had in the entire season prior to that. The, the implication here, the run game and when Josh Jacobs exited the game because he was injured and they couldn't quite get it going, that was when those turnovers occurred. The one interception, the four giveaways, but really the run helps him stay play action pass efficient. And it was without the run, the, the Falcons defense was able to key off of that. He does rely heavily and leans on the ground game. You mentioned Josh Jacobs a little bit earlier. The second year back out of Alabama has done a real, real nice job here. Raiders are eighth in the NFL in the ground game, about 125 a pop per game, which is very, very solid. Jacobs fifth in the NFL in rushing at just under 800 yards here, Cynthia. But what I find interesting is that he's third in carries, which means he is the bell cow and they rely on him heavily to provide a lift for this offense. They absolutely do. And then the play action that comes off of that is a really key element of what keeps Derek Carr efficient. So ultimately, if you don't have Josh Jacobs, and yes, Devontae Booker is a good running back, but he's not Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs is both efficient, not only when he is that bell cow who's carrying the ball himself, but also on the downs where he's not carrying the ball. He's a great blocker. He's great at picking up the blitz. These are key attributes that helps keep Derek Carr upright. So I don't know if I think Devontae Booker is, you know, you, you talk about the replacement level, right? Like wins above replacement in baseball. It's not, it's not a, it's, it's, it's not a good replacement. It's, it's not quite the same. Josh Jacobs is one of those elite extra special guys. So if, if he's not hundred percent, this is an area that could be exploitable for the Jets. How about defensively for the Las Vegas Raiders? Still takes time getting used to the Las Vegas things. I'm working on it, though. So as far as the Raiders are concerned on defense, they've had some problems this year. We know that. 28th in scoring defense, 27th in pass defense here. And the last couple of games, they've had their work cut out for them. Yeah, last two games, 50% on third down conversions allowed. That's a great sign for the Jets, right? You want to stay on the field. The opportunity to convert. Their defense has different are exploitable obviously Cleveland Furl he was their first round pick two seasons ago when he's not in the game it makes it a lot easier to run the ball against them and to pass the ball against them but even when he is in the game there are other exploitable areas it just comes down to where and when because do stay away from Nick Kwiatkowski who came over from the Bears this past season he's kind of their their center fielder their linebacker that does a good job of stopping everything in the Let's take a quick look at the schedule here before we get out of Dodge, Cynthia. And I can't believe it. After this game, we're going to be entering the final quarter of the season. And three out of the last four games for the Jets are going to be on the road away from MetLife Stadium. And after this Raiders game, the start of back-to-back -back trips out to the West Coast to your neck of the woods. First up against the Seattle Seahawks. Then the L.A. Rams doesn't get any easier, does it? No, it's two Chagachino lands right there. I mean, obviously, Seattle known for its coffee and L.A. where the Chagachino is. I want to tell you, though, this season in the NFL, typically home field advantage is 56% of home, home teams win. This year, that's down to 52. It's pretty much non-existent. So it's not necessarily going to impact as much as it might. The 12s, obviously, in Seattle, they won't be there. And the Rams, nobody's going to be there. So it's going to be a lot easier to win on the road than potentially in years past. Yeah, and that number's gone up a little bit because just a few weeks ago, it was actually the road team, which was on the greater side of the 50% threshold. Hey, no fans. What's home field advantage this year? All part of 2020, is it not? Cynthia, great job as always. Look forward to doing it again with you next week. Enjoy the football. You too.
For Cynthia Freeland, I'm Dan Gross, and this has been another edition of The Numbers Game. Enjoy the game, everybody.